0: Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest,
0: All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
2: And welcome to the show. How are you? I have to start today by thanking every one of you for your incredible support of this show. And for all the wonderful emails and notes from all of you, about me being named as the new chair of the board of the American Association of People with Disabilities. Let me tell you, you have no idea how excited I am to be the chair of that board. And if you are not familiar with AAPD, and that is what we go by, AAPD, the American Association of People with Disabilities, we are the largest cross-disability membership organization in the United States, the largest, headquartered in Washington, D.C., with a fabulous board, and Mark Periello as our new CEO. He is a dynamo. We're so lucky to have him on board. Now, if you aren't familiar with AAPD, go to www.aapd.com www.aapd.com, and may I just ask you, join the organization. It's very inexpensive. It's $15 to be a member, but it is so worth it. You know, I talk to people all the time about the power of the disability community. We are the largest minority group in the United States. There are 54 million Americans living with disabilities in this country. And yet, we have not been able to unite with power. And this is one way we could start. Once again, AAPD.com. All right. Well, I just had to thank all of you for your support of me being the chair of AAPD, but I know you'd rather hear from our dynamic guest today, as you know. This month we have had various technology leaders in the United States and CIOs in the United States who have made a difference in leadership in IT and their views of the employment of people with disabilities. You're going to love our guest today. He is one of my absolute favorite people. His name is John Walsh. He is the Vice President program manager for TSA ITIP, Enforcement Security and Intelligence Group at CSC. I have known him for an extremely long time, like since I started the company, Bender Consulting, and he is one of the finest people I know. It's an honor to have him on the show. Welcome to the show, John Walsh.
3: Thanks, Joyce. It's great to be here.
2: Well, it's great to have you and I thought, you know, since this month we're talking about technology, I thought we could begin by explaining to our listeners a little bit about your career and how you first became involved in information technology.
3: Sure, happy to. Um, like most people in IT, you know, I didn't start there, but uh, I enjoyed computers and uh, I actually have a degree in electrical engineering and spent a lot of time um working with computers. So over time, I actually started with the government back in um, 1991 and worked for the Department of Navy Civil Service for almost nine years. I'd say working for the government's a great place to start any career in that they give you a lot of responsibility early on. If you think about our folks in the military who, uh you know, decide whether to uh, fire a weapon or not at a very young age, that really exists across most of the government. So you get a lot of really great job experience early on. And uh, as I worked uh, in the government, I realized over time that uh, I probably also wanted to work in the commercial industry. And uh, when I was in the government, I actually tested missiles. And there wasn't a whole lot of commercial uh, jobs out there testing missiles. So I slowly started changing my career direction and worked towards IT and uh, took a job working on um, satellite communications, which then got me connected into the command and control of the military, which uh, involves a lot of IT. And From there, I jumped over to CSC, where I've been ever since, back in 2000. And um that's all about IT. Our company is an IT services company, very large company, Fortune 155, 92,000 employees globally. And, uh, I saw that as a place where I could do anything IT anywhere, and, uh, I have. I've, uh, been given the opportunity to do a lot of really neat different things, uh, all over the world with CSC, and any large company, uh, like CSC, uh, would give you that same opportunity, I would say.
2: Well, um just so our and, and my listeners know of c s c because you are such a great company and you have helped Americans with disabilities and vendors so much um I mean really, I couldn 't speak highly enough of this company but i just to make sure everyone understands, could you take a few minutes just to explain to our listeners what c s c does, certainly. certainly.
3: Uh, CSC is a uh, large um, uh, IT services company. What that means is we don't build any hardware. So other companies like IBM and HP, who we compete with in the market, they build computers and storage and other devices. We really build nothing other than great uh, services. Uh, uh, our intellectual property is really the way we deliver services and we can be an independent voice, really picking the right technology. We're not trying to sell our stuff because we don't have any. We're really out there helping our clients uh, do IT with excellence. And so what we bring to the table is a very strong methodology of how to run IT. And we do that either by uh, outsourcing. So we will, uh, in the commercial market in particular, we tend to hire all of the people that are doing the IT for a company today and then uh, run their IT for that company with the same people and some new people, uh, better, faster, cheaper over several years. And then the people we've brought over from that company tend to move on to other engagements we have around CSC. So it gives those uh, IT professionals uh, a career path that we've hired, and it also allows us to be more efficient uh, working with that company. We also do consulting, uh, systems integration, and in our North American public sector business, we do all sorts of other uh, government mission related work as well. Whether it be, uh, uh, CSC actually wrote a lot of the software for the Aegis missile cruisers. We've uh, written software for mission control at, in uh, Houston, uh, for NASA and, and several other unique, um, you know, pieces of business we do, uh, across our public sector business.
2: Yeah. And you know, um, it is hard to imagine how large this company is. You have like ninety-five thousand employees, or something to the around there. I know you are, as you mentioned, throughout the world in all these different countries. And CSC just has grown and grown and grown, even since I've been involved, you know, with the organization. And as I've mentioned, you are around the world. And although I met you in Delaware. Um, you were a long way from Delaware when you went to Asia, correct?
3: Yes, yes. Um, I've actually uh, lived in uh, three other countries since I've joined CSC. Uh, before I did, uh, joined CSC, I actually had, was born, raised, and uh, lived in San Diego. And uh, since then, it's been a wild ride. But uh, I uh, had the opportunity to live in Germany uh, and work there, uh, as well as Switzerland and uh, Asia as well. And all of those were great experiences especially uh, in today's you know global economy uh, i think in anybody's career lifetime that's uh, in the, in the you know working today it's clear that uh, we have a lot of competition around the world and uh, we need to uh, get sharp talented people uh, in the united states to uh, be able to compete with uh, the rest of the world as well as you know, work well with the rest of the world, and so a lot of uh, my experience overseas was learning the uh, you know the the idiosyncrasies of doing business in in uh, Asia, and even within Asia, a tremendous amount of uh, different cultures, uh, economic disparity between countries uh, that doesn't exist really anywhere else, where there's a very uh, you know third world uh, emerging company countries and uh, very mature countries all in the same uh, region working together, so. A uh, really unique experience and uh, and very eye-opening, especially for my children who are over there uh, uh, in high school and junior high, to see uh, the hunger and the uh, energy that uh, folks have uh, overseas uh, that are ready, willing, and able to uh, uh, work and uh, produce uh, good things like we are here in America.
2: Yeah, that is amazing uh, because sometimes we forget what we have. I say that all the time because, of course, people with disabilities have that same desire to work, and uh, I often tell companies, you don't know how lucky you are just to be employed, let alone to be in this country, because I know that, you know, you probably didn't see scores of people with disabilities working anywhere in those countries that you mentioned. You know, you, you talked about Germany. When I met the gentleman... Uh, who preceded Greg Babe as CEO. He said, you know, I can't figure out why we don't have more people with disabilities working in Germany. Because Bayer, of course, is a German company. Uh, Leverkusen is where they really are headquartered. And then he said, oh, I bet that's because we're not accessible. And you know, no matter where you are in the world, if you can't get into the building or you can't, uh, you know, use your wheelchair on the street or there isn't any help if you're deaf or blind, you know, if you can't get in the building, how are you going to work? So in a lot of these countries, you know, they're not accessible. And then if they are accessible, they still have not overcome those attitudinal barriers.
3: No, you're, you're absolutely right on, uh, Joyce. It's, um, I really, uh, you know, people all, always ask me, so you're happy to be home. And I think, uh, my answer always is, uh, Absolutely, it's great to come home and you really appreciate what we have as a country and uh, to your point, um, for anybody with a disability, uh, we're far ahead uh, in my opinion from what I've seen and you know there's I'm sure there's pockets of excellence uh, around the world, but we really are fairly forward thinking in what we do and even with all of that, I, I still think there's a tremendous amount of work to be done uh some of the, the great work we've done together but uh all over you know our nation there's uh, still plenty of opportunity to make things better for everybody to participate in the workforce um, you know like uh i think you've heard from uh Russ Owen uh my buddy here at CSC we, we really don't care what you know if you're purple uh we'll work you hard and we expect great things from you and uh, but we also understand that uh you know uh, if there's a, somebody has a particular disability it's not a it's not a stop it's not a game stopper it's uh, just something we work together around and make uh, make all of us successful
2: right well that's what makes all of you so awesome and listen we're going to go to break but when we come back we'll be talking more to John Walsh executive vice- and a vice president of program management at CSC One of the leaders at that company that has made a difference in America for people living with disabilities. We'll be right back. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
1: What comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darlings, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: Hi, I'm Greg Grumberg from the TV show Heroes.
4: The Internet's number one talk station. Number
0: one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Spender.
2: And welcome back to the show. We have as our guest today John Walsh. Vice President and Program Manager at CSC, long time friend and leader. As a matter of fact, at break, what we were talking about is that, oh, uh, let's see, that would be 2006 or 7, I'd have to, or 4, 2004 as John pointed out. Wow, see how fast time does go. He mm-hmm. was our guest, uh, once before, so if you go to our archives, you can look that up. But boy, he's come a long way since then, just as you heard with all the work he's done overseas and never, just so you know, never has he stopped being supportive. Even overseas, he would email me and say, is there anything I can do to help you? So, you know, we just need more people like him. Uh, but I do have to ask you, John, CSC is extremely unique in that this company, is so open-minded to employing people with disabilities. Just as you mentioned, you know, Russ Owen, um, all great champion, uh Mary Davis, um, you know, Jim Schaefer, uh, Denise Peppard, I mean, I could go on forever, Jeannie Mall. I mean, there are so many people, and as you know, our little rock star, Leanne Thomas, who sort of brings everything together, but really, I could go on forever naming names of people that have been supportive of us, um, Jose Jimenez. I mean, like, there's so many I can't even think of all of them. But let's mention one last name, Mike Lappin, even the chairman of the board of CSC. So this is very unusual, especially a company this large. What what would you attribute that to, John?
3: Well, I think you know. Certainly, uh, you know, our business dictates that we remain competitive, and you know, at the end of the day, our shareholders expect us to uh, deliver results. And I think one of our the one of, our, the, the, re, one of the, the the DNA in our company is really all about acquisitions, bringing on different groups, different people. Uh, when we outsource, we bring on the staff on from you know companies from all over the world. And that creates a very diverse culture, so by definition, we really you know embrace and and really uh if you just look at our employee population, represent a fairly diverse company and part of that diversity of course is you know everybody so uh, you know uh like I said earlier, don't care if you're purple or green uh or uh you know uh, have a disability or any any aspect it's all about performance having the skills having the education um, and and coming to work uh with a positive attitude and making a difference and so with that dna behind us i think it's just natural uh that uh, we work and find where there are opportunities for us to find great people and certainly uh you know where we're we're folks with disabilities to your point uh you know the ada was passed and you know some of that has created some progress but at the end of the day um it's up to companies to uh you know make sure that we accommodate and have uh, the ability to you know make sure that like you said earlier uh people with disabilities can show up to work and be effective so uh, it's just i think just really part of our dna and um everybody understands it's part of the you know wor- uh, to be a diverse workforce you need to be able to accommodate everybody so uh I can that's it. There's no secret sauce there really. Uh, you know, some, obviously we've got some great people, like, uh, you rattled off several names that have championed and focused on this, but, uh, I think at the end of the day, it's, uh, going back to doing business. It just makes good business sense.
2: Well, if you're listening to the show right now and you're a company, I hope you're listening to what he says because, um, you know, the leadership at the top, it starts at the top. But the thing about CSC is it percolated. I mean, it it is it is in all areas. That's what's so um, unbelievable. You know people like John Espinoza and Ryan Harrington, all these people at all different levels, John, who have been so supportive. And I do have to mention one thing that I I want to talk about just for a second. You know, John called me many years ago. And he said, Joyce, you know, I have a great respect for you, and we have this mentoring program at CSC. We've never had an external person, but we'd like to have you consider being a mentor to another woman here in leadership. And I was so honored, and, you know, I said, okay, and I went and I met this person, and and then, you know, we find out you have to talk to the person once a week, every week, one time, you know, to go over things. Well, that was, I don't know how many years ago this is now, five or six years ago, Mm
3: -hmm. and guess
2: what? I'm still talking to that person once a week, every Thursday morning, and that person is Mary Davis, who am I ever lucky that John introduced me to Mary Davis, because here's someone that John, how she embraced this, Disability thing, I mean, she's now the treasurer of the American Association of People with Disabilities. That was really a good thing you did.
3: I appreciate you uh, volunteering, maybe not uh, knowing what you were getting into, but, uh, it's, it's been a great, uh, match. I think, uh, I know Mary really appreciates all the time you spent with her, and, uh, I really saw knowing both of you, I thought there'd be a, a, a great opportunity for, uh, you to, uh, mentor her, and, uh, obviously she's, uh, Stepping up and helping, uh, helping you as well. So that's that's. I, I love seeing that. That's great news.
2: Well, she is the best. She has just become so involved in this, um, and I mean, it's just so amazing how how we develop such a close relationship. And see, there's another example about John. He thinks outside the box. You know, how many companies would ever think to do that? And um, and. It was great. It was great for both of us, for me and for Mary both, not just for one. It, you know, it goes both ways. Um, and, John, as I already mentioned, you have been helping me for a long time. So I wondered if you would just take a moment and talk about what your experience has been working with these uh, people with disabilities that Bender referred.
3: Ab- absolutely. I think, um, first of all, um it's been a great working relationship and the business part of part of you know going back to I always you know this is this has nothing to do with uh, pity or the right thing to do or anything at the end of the day having a great business model that works that makes sense that uh, CSC and, and Bender have put together around bringing people on uh for you know three to six months making sure there's a fit and then bringing them on full-time De-risks for any large company, uh, you know, any risk and, and any concerns, especially if they're just getting into it. I think that's a great starting point. Uh, so I think that really gave us a lot of momentum and energy early on. And and on top of that, of course, you've got you know folks that are uh, hungry, just like in Asia, that are looking for great work to do. We've got plenty of work to do, and we're looking for great people. So. I think, uh, we've, we've always experienced, you know, highly motivated, uh, very strong, uh, people coming into the workforce that have moved on, been promoted, and ha- are taking on bigger and bigger roles of responsibility inside CSC full time, and some have moved on and into other, you know, companies and, and been successful there as well. I think it's, you know, just part of doing great business, and I think that, uh, Again, there's just uh, that special level of energy, I would say, that you get from somebody that, uh, to your point, appreciates employment, something that uh, a lot of us take for granted. And uh, and maybe not in this economy where things are getting a little tough, you know, maybe we'll, everybody's eyes will open a little more. But I think uh, really it's, uh, you know, having the, uh, you know, the opportunity to uh, make a difference and contribute uh, uh, is, is uh, you know, a great. And so I think... Uh, at the end of the day, Joyce, I think it's, it's been a great partnership, uh, and I think that's what it needs to be uh, two ways. You know, nothing's perfect and there's all these issues that come up, but we've always worked well to resolve those. And I think, uh, that's a good business model for any company, uh, large, small, medium, uh, that, uh, not only, um, accesses talent that, uh, you may not be able to get to easily unless you structure it the right way, um, Uh, And and it's really a win-win-win all around, uh, I think, for your company, our company, and the great employees we brought on.
2: Well, thank you, and John, thank you once again on behalf of all Americans with disabilities, how supportive you have been. And I want to reinforce one thing John has said, and I think this is the key that makes a difference. No pity. No pity. You don't hire people with disabilities as a charity. You hire them to do the job just like everyone else. Our mantra at Bender is be at work early every day with a smile on your face. No exceptions. Period. End of story. I'm a woman living with epilepsy and a hearing loss. And we have leadership of people who are blind, wheelchairs, various disabilities. So at the end of the day, it's all about bottom line, contributing to the company That is what it is all about. And with that, we're going to go to break. You have been listening to John Walsh, executive from CSC, talking about information technology and people with disabilities. We're going to talk about that a little bit more right after the break. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at Voice America. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
4: News. Opinion. Can you hear me?
2: Your voice counts.
4: Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The
4: Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station.
0: VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
2: And welcome back to the show. Hey, if you just joined us, our guest today is John Walsh, Vice President and Program Manager from CSC, longtime friend, really a great leader that has worked constantly to help us get people with disabilities employed. And you know... You talked to the business world already about how it can be beneficial to them. But, John, as I was talking to different people, including leaders at the NSA, there is such a great concern about in the future, you know, where will they find uh, employees with a background in the STEM areas. And we'll use information technology as just one area. As you know, you're, you work in the security area, so you know that many of the intelligence agencies there are a lot of requirements about citizenship etc and you know there's sort of a well, bullseye target on the type of people that you know that you need with the right skills so i wanted to ask you for young people with disabilities listening to the show uh... what advice do you have for them and what encouragement would you give them to go into information technology?
3: Sure, absolutely. I think um clearly uh, information technology as a whole is is uh, just becoming part of uh, any country's, any company, any home's infrastructure. I mean, it's every, it's in everything and it's just going to continue to uh you know perpetuate and with that of course comes uh, smart people that know how to run that information technology are needed to uh run it whether it's for a government or a company so it's clearly a a growing area i see it growing uh well into the future of course you know the technologies will change and things will uh be automated and uh and across uh, the you know entire infrastructure whether it's your refrigerator your house your car uh you know every uh every time I go back to buy a car it's uh there's so many new things that they, that it can do it's just uh amazing so i i love technology and uh it's uh very interesting to see all the the new, uh, the the other interesting, neat thing about uh, information technology, of course, is it changes. So, uh, you know, if you're a, a steel manufacturer and you're making steel, you're probably going to be making steel for the foreseeable future. And maybe there's a different way to process it, but uh, there's no disruptive technology like the internet or cell phones or other big game-changing uh, things happening uh, in that industry. Whereas uh, information technology is just uh, uh, tremendously exciting. Uh, and specifically around security, uh, and, and, you know, Joyce and I were talking about this a little bit over the break. Um, as the global economy continues to you know expand and and uh, companies are comfortable moving work around the world, uh, clearly you know in any business you're looking for uh, where uh, things can be done cheaply and so a lot of work has moved offshore to other countries uh, because uh, you can get that work done cheaper there but at the same time there's a lot of things you just can't uh, Put put overseas or don't want to uh, for a variety of reasons. Whether you don't want your intellectual property to be stolen or shared with other uh, countries, or whether it's uh, national, you know, secrets. So there's certainly a whole piece of uh, business and a growing threat. In the cyber security world where we see this as one of our major growth areas most companies in the information technology uh, arena would uh, echo that comment and uh, this is certainly an area where um, you know countries and companies need to be very careful about uh, how they protect their information uh, because it can be uh, if you can get all the drawings for how to make a, an airplane and download them over the internet, that saves you billions of dollars of uh development costs so you're it's a very important uh piece of work and uh there's a lot of uh demand in the market today and in the future i'd say in the information security space and one of the uh competitive advantages i'd say anybody with a uh a disability would have is these security clearances that you have to get um you know are are predicated on uh, doing a, a very thorough background check on uh, who you are and what you've done and um i think that for the most part you know if you you you're going to be very successful in getting through any security clearance um maybe compared to others that have uh, uh won't be able to so i think you know the 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 combination of um you know the market demand uh, the combination of, of uh, the fact that uh, you've uh, if you get the skills in uh, security uh, uh and information security and i'd even go so far as to figure out you know do a little research in the information security area and specialize in, in an area that you know that's growing um that's really going to set you up for success and uh if it's sensitive for the government, uh, obviously that's, it needs to be a U.S. citizen and, uh, getting the clearance, I think, uh, will be, uh, very easy for, uh, somebody with, uh, a disability. And the reason I say that, and uh, just to be realistic here, I think, you know, people with disabilities, um you, you've, you've, there, there's, I don't think that, uh, you're gonna have gotten, been, been getting into the trouble that some of us without disabilities would have been. And, that's that's the thing that will stop any security clearance. So I don't know, Joyce, if you want to talk. We know we've talked a little bit about that in the past, and it's a little sensitive a subject, but I think it's, it's just reality. And uh, what do you think?
2: Well, I think that there is a combination of everything. I think what John is alluding to is many people with disabilities, because of pity um, and seclusion, you know, I hate to say this, but there are parents that love too much, and that, you know, have not allowed, you know, their children with disabilities to go out, be more independent, do things on their own, uh, which if, if you're listening to this show, that is the absolute worst thing you can do to a person living with a disability, a child, you, know, you have to let them be independent, get out, do what they want. Um, but I will say that over the past... Several years, there used to be a time when you didn't see that many young people with disabilities going off to colleges and universities as we do today, and unfortunately, they are exposed to all the same elements that non-disabled students are exposed to. Um, and I would say this: every time I teach high school students with disabilities about future career opportunities, I stress to them: do not take drugs. Do not steal something, because guess what? Even CSC, to work at CSC, I have to do a criminal background check, a drug test, all of those things. Now, let's move it to the intelligence area, and John will tell you this for a fact. There are some areas that CSC works with where I'm not kidding you. I mean, you have to be, like, almost perfect to get through this clearance or get a top secret clearance so i also tell uh, young people if you're in college or a senior in high school and you get your hands on a credit card that's in your name at some point in your life and you start going crazy with this and you get a credit problem guess what i won't be able to get you and john won't be able to get you those jobs am i correct john
3: yeah absolutely Those are, that's all great advice. And those are the key areas you really need to focus on. Absolutely.
2: See, this is why I tell young people with disabilities don't let other people direct what you're going to do with your career because you are your best career investment. But for those that have been in a situation where they have not been exposed to these things, uh, yet in their life. I want to also say that when you do gain employment and you for the first time have money, also remember that companies do random drug tests. So this has to be a forever decision whether you're unemployed or employed. Um, it still applies the same. Well, John, you have been extremely successful in your career. I mean, you know, you've been a leader. You've gone overseas. You've done so many things. Um, and you're so highly thought of by so many people at CSC, I've yet to talk to someone about John Walsh where they didn't say, oh, what a great person he is, Um, but I wanted to ask you, in your career, career career-wise, who would you say has had the most tremendous impact on your life?
3: Oh, Good question. Um, I'll tell you, it's not been any one person, and this is something that um, I tell a lot of people, and I've... I, I mentor people a lot. I've I was just talking I just went to lunch with uh, one of my interns who's leaving this Friday and uh you know I I I spend uh you know about an hour and a half with uh, people talking through their careers and mentoring them and talking through what they might want to do and I I'll tell you I learn from even those people. Uh, when you know they've got great ideas around what they want to do in their careers and uh I use that. I also watch leaders uh in CSC, outside of CSC, in the government. I think you can observe good behaviors and bad behaviors. And uh you can see, you know, a lot of people who become powerful, whether in business or in the government, sometimes struggle, whether it's, you know, drugs or prostitutes or some of these other crazy things you see on the news. Um, you can learn from just observing others. You know, my dad once said, you know, It's better to learn from other people's mistakes than to do them yourself. And, uh, I think just as important is mimicking and learning and adapting your leadership style or the way you want to do business or, uh, present yourself in a positive way, uh, you also need to learn from people that make those mistakes and, uh, make sure you don't do them. So I, I haven't latched onto any person in particular, Joyce, uh, but I, I'm inspired by many people, uh, both in good and bad behavior, I'd say, is uh, the way I tend to uh, you know, shape the way I uh, behave.
2: You know what? Though, that is really good advice you gave about even watching when people make mistakes so that you don't make those same mistakes, uh, because when you see things like that, people do. That's how you learn what not to do. So that that is a good point that you made. Good advice from your father, John. Well, listen, folks, we're going to get ready to go to break. You know, these shows all go so fast. They do. That every time I'm on the air with someone, I'm thinking, oh, we'll be on an hour. We have all this time to talk about so many things. And then before you know it, I'm saying what I'm about to say. We'll be right back to close the show with John Walsh. Vice President and Program Manager, Enforcement, Security, and Intelligence Group at CSC. If you want to know more about CSC, go to CSC.com, and you can read more about this great company. We'll be back to close the show with John. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com.
4: for more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, shamanic technologies of consciousness and success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses
0: in the brain inspired really
4: fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Spender.
2: Hey, welcome back. What a great show we've had today. You know, if you are a person with a disability, a young person with a disability, interested in technology, or if you are a parent, that has a child interested in technology, make sure you go back and have them listen to this show because we are all about competitive employment for people with disabilities. Well, John, the next two questions I'm going to ask you asked everyone for the past eight years, and they always tell me this next question is the hardest to answer. Um, but here you go, John, you have accomplished what you have. So much in your life. I mean, you've gone overseas, you've been successful at CSC. Um, What would you consider your greatest accomplishment?
3: Uh, I would say my children. I think um, now, because I've been on travel and been overseas, I would, I would actually say my wife, who uh, who's, uh, been so flexible to move, we've moved seven times in the last 11 years, uh, and, and been able to keep the family together and moving is the key component of that. But, um, I, I'm, I am very proud of my children. Uh, they've adapted well. Uh, they've, uh, you know, clearly, uh, they're, uh, you know, uh, what I see is, uh, the future legacy of what I've, uh, done. And I, I'm very proud of them. So I, if if i was to choose one thing it would be my children and uh they've uh, been wonderful and i'm really looking forward to seeing them uh, go off to college here in the next year or two and uh blossom and figure out what they want to do in life and uh that that to me is uh the most spectacular thing I've, I've been able to accomplish is uh keep the family together with all the stuff we've done and um you know develop them and and, and see them grow uh, you know, living in, over in Asia and Germany and, and, and uh, and in Switzerland, uh, really stretched them, really, uh, gave them an opportunity to see what's going on around the world. And, uh, my hope is, uh, they're, you know, they're very successful and well-rounded and, uh, we'll see how it goes.
2: Well, they obviously have great parents. I don't know your wife, but I know you. Um, and I'm not surprised, by the way, that that was your answer. You know, there are certain types of people that, that you know, that their answer leans that way, and I, I am not surprised that that would be your answer. Um, I do want to make one comment, though, before we go to the, next, the last question, and that is when you were talking about how many times did you say you've moved?
3: Uh, seven times in the last 11 years.
2: Okay. When you said that, I'm over here thinking, you know, people look at people, And they say, wow, I wish I could be them, or wow, they're so successful. How did they ever do it? And, you know, but they don't really see what goes behind everything. And I've got to tell you that I always tell people, if you want to be successful in your career, you have to be flexible and flexible to change because that's just how it is now. But, I mean, you have to be one of the examples I'll be using Talk about being flexible. I mean, that is unbelievable. <laughs>
3: yeah, it's, uh, and it's not easy. So you have to have a great, uh, you know, family infrastructure and uh, be uh, able to change. You know, it's uh, it's not easy. But that's certainly, I think, uh, you know, I always say people say, well, you're so lucky. But I think the other thing I, I would say that uh, as, a, as a piece of wisdom I pass on all the time is, I see luck as the intersection of preparation and opportunity. So prepare yourself with the education you need, the experience you need, and opportunities present themselves. And as long as you're willing to take those opportunities, you'll just your your career will skyrocket.
2: Yeah. Um, well, you know what? Your kids. You're no wonder you said how proud you are of them, because for them to go along with us all these years and your wife, I mean, wow, that is really awesome. It is. And how many of those places were countries? That would have been Germany,
3: Switzerland, and Singapore. So three different countries, and then a few, you know, several moves in the U.S. as well, so.
2: Well, they definitely will understand different cultural issues, that's for sure. And, you know, this will be one group that when you say to someone, well, you may have to make a change, and like, go down the road a little bit further, they're gonna say, what? You think that's a big deal? I left the United States several times. so. Uh, but, you know, if you're listening, I mean it, young people. When you get a career, be flexible. That makes such a difference, and it will make a difference in your life. Well, John, our last question of the day is, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today?
3: Well, I think uh, for whatever stage of uh, your career you're in, um... You, uh, one of the things that um, you need to, to think through, and, and I always uh, you know, give to as, as advice to my mentees, is what do you want to be remembered for? What is it when you retire? What do you want to have done? And once you retire, what do you want to do? Because, uh, and it's it's kind of a compass heading for your entire career. So. Try to picture in color exactly what you want to be, what you want to do, what you want to have accomplished by the time you're ready to retire. And then as you make those career decisions and the more flexible you are with those decisions... It gives you, you know, a a, a check to say, well, if I do this next change in this job, maybe it takes me off course from where I want to be. A lot of times we get asked to do things or we think things look like a a great opportunity because it's more money, but... It may take us off course from where we want to be, and my only advice is you don't want to end up 10 years down the road finding yourself uh, way off course. There's nothing wrong with changing which direction you want to go, but do that consciously. Don't let, don't let life happen to you. Take control, as Joyce said earlier, of your career. You're your biggest advocate. Find mentors and coaches that can help you, give you an independent view of what you're doing, but have a compass heading, and uh, that will help you through uh, any simple or hard decisions you make in life.
2: Great advice, great advice. I like that uh, luck being the combination of pre- preparation and opportunity. That is so true, what you said. Well, listen, John, thank you, first of all. Thank you for everything you've done to help people with disabilities and help me and help the world just by being so open-minded. Um, you are a tremendous person, and, you know, to me it's a blessing just to know you.
3: Well Joyce the feeling is mutual really uh, thanks for so much for having me on your show and uh really look forward to continuing to blossom a great partnership between CSC and uh, Bender and uh looking forward to uh seeing a lot of your listeners out in the workforce and uh please uh you know look me up I'm on the, I'm on the internet I'm LinkedIn Facebook um easy to get a hold of and uh, we've got lots of uh, great work to do here at CSC so looking forward to uh talking to anybody out there. Thank you so much.
2: Oh, Thank you. And we end the show always with a quote from a famous civil rights leader or a public servant or CEO that has made a difference in employment. So today it's going to be from John Quincy Adams who said, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more then you are a leader. How true that is. Thank you, John. Thank you to all of our listeners. I look forward to talking to you again next week. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week.